Young and Old to I Am Next Generation Youth Ministry Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Daquan McKnight, and I pray that each and every one of you is having a blessed day and a blessed week, and I have been praying for each and every one of you that God will continue to bless you physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually, that he will continue to love you with an everlasting love, and that he will guide you, keep you, strengthen, and direct you. And I just want to say, Thank you for making this podcast a part of your day. And wherever you may be listening, I pray that this podcast or any other podcast message will touch and bless your heart and mind. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject entitled, It's Time to Soar in the Things of God. It's Time to Soar in the Things of God. And the text that I'll be reading for you today will come out of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 11 through 12. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 11 through 12, in which the scripture says, As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings, so the Lord alone lead him. And there is no foreign God with him. Throughout life, it is so easy to put our focus and and attention on goals and dreams and desires that we want to achieve in life. Maybe you want to become an all-star athlete, a successful businessman or businesswoman, an actor or an actress, model, doctor, songwriter, um, musician, architect, whatever the things may be. That's what most of us tend to want to achieve in life. Now, don't get me wrong. All of those things are outstanding. But there are times, too, that we must learn to allow the Holy Spirit lead and guide us. We must allow his supreme power to take control over our lives. And when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, he will allow you to do and accomplish things that no one has ever done before. You see, my dear brothers and sisters, God has a perfect plan for your life and he will never be removed from your life. He will always be there right by your side. In fact, in Jeremiah chapter 29 in verse 11, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. I'm pretty sure and I'm saying with confidence that most people can quote this verse better than anybody can quote Psalm 23. The scripture says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, or in another translation I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of what? Peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. Wow, what a wonderful promise. From the text that we have just read in Deuteronomy chapter 32, we realize the children of Israel has left slavery in Egypt and they have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And you say, why 40 years? Because what happened was Moses in Numbers chapters 13 and 14 has sent out 12 spies to spy out the land, the promised land, and 10 of them brought back a negative report saying, we cannot take Canaan, we can't conquer the promised land, there are giants there, they have fortified, strong, walled cities, we can't do this, and Joshua and Caleb, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, would say, yes, we can do this, the power of God will go with us, he will be on our side, and that's when that turning point comes in Numbers chapter 14, in which the scripture says, and all the congregation looked up their voice and cried, 
And the people wept that night. And they murmured against Moses and Aaron, saying, How could you have done this to us? You brought us out here in the wilderness to die. What are we going to do now? We'll never get out of here. This is the incident in which God says to them, to Moses and Aaron, Everyone that is 20 years old and older is going to die off in the wilderness. You might say, shoot, you talk about an age of accountability. Here it's 20. He says, anybody that's 20 years old and up is going to die in the wilderness. But those who are 20 years old and younger is going to enter into the promised land. So for 40 years, they have to travel along around the region of the Sinai wilderness. Each day he provides quail and the manna from heaven and then the water from the rock to sustain them. And that generation that said no to God dies off in the wilderness just like that. And eventually the Exodus generation dies and a new generation of believers within the wilderness that was born in the wilderness is ready to follow a leader who would take them into the promised land. Now, within the book of Deuteronomy, it is known as the book of remembrance because Moses is 120 years old at this point, and he is about to die and go off to be in glory with the Lord. And so for one final time, he instructs the children of Israel in the ways of God. He instructs the new generation that has risen up after the old generation, the Exodus generation that died off. He reminded them to never forget the covenant promises of God and to never forget the words or the law of God when they enter into the promised land. So even though they were strong and mature physically to get into the land, they had to be mature mentally and spiritually. And within this passage in Deuteronomy 32, he reminded them how God had protected them throughout all the years. Even in the midst of the excitement and the victory of the outstanding events that took place, such as the parting of the Red Sea, manna falling from the sky, water from the rock, or whatever the case may be, Moses teaches the people a song right before he dies in Deuteronomy 32. And Moses began to reflect on the goodness of God. Not only that, he also reflected on the protection and the purpose of his dealing with the children of Israel. And within the song, Moses compares or likens God to a special and powerful bird. Not a dove, not a blue jay, not a red robin or a canary or a parrot, but an eagle. An eagle. You see, eagles are mentioned more often in the Bible than any other bird of prey. Now, please do not get it mixed up with the Philadelphia Eagles if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan out there. I'm not talking about the football team. I'm talking about the birds. Someone's like, oh, you hate the Philadelphia Eagles? No, I don't hate on the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just letting you guys know. There's a difference here that we're speaking of. Not the football team, but the bird. Amen. Anyway, Eagles are more mentioned. Eagles are mentioned more in the Bible than any other bird of prey. You see... Eagles are very, very interesting creatures. Have you ever seen an eagle up close or ever seen them on television? They are very impressive, aren't they? Why? Because they're huge, they're big birds, they have a great size, and not only that, eagles are symbols of strength, speed, and of course, pride and boldness. Eagles are also the symbols of Mexico, Germany, and the United States of America. One of the greatest characteristics of an eagle that I enjoy looking at is their ability to soar, their wings, how they have big, big, broad wings. We ain't talking about no little bitty wings. No, we're talking about huge wings that might be able to smack any prey upside the head that tries to mess with them. 
And there are four characteristics of an eagle that we can look at and compare with our Heavenly Father on how he leads and guides his children. The first characteristic is his disruption. His disruption. You see, when a baby eagle is born in the nest, they enjoy it greatly because the nest is a place of comfort and coziness and rest. But then, all of a sudden, during a period of time, the mom or the dad eagle, whichever the case may be, begins to shake or naddle the rest and rouse up the babies. They're like, hey, what are you doing? And the reason that they roused the nest or shake the nest, it was to let them know they couldn't stay in the nest forever for the rest of their lives, but they had to learn how to fly later down the road in time to come. In the same way, God the Father disrupts our place of comfort. Why would he do that, you might say? Because God is going to change you, and he refuses to leave you as he found you. Now, there will be times in which you will walk through trials, storms, and fires. But brothers and sisters, do not fret or be afraid. God is right with you. The word tells us in John 16, 33, right before he went to the cross, Jesus gave the disciples this word of encouragement. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you may have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be of good courage, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. John 16:33 in the Amplified Version. In other words, God is always watching out for you. The second characteristic we can examine of the goodness of our God in comparison to an eagle is his hovering. One of the duties of the mommy or daddy eagle is to protect their babies from any predator that would try to harm them. And how do they do so? They do it with their wings. You see, when you look at an eagle, whether up close, when you're out on a hike, out in the mountains, or if you've ever been to a zoo, or if you've ever seen a documentary on eagles, what you will realize is how they spread their wings over their babies to shield them. They're literally saying, I am right here. I won't let nothing happen to you. We're going to protect you no matter what. Do you know what the Father does for us? He is our protector. He protects and he guides us. He is right there to take care of us. He will not let anything happen to his beloved children because we have been made in the image and likeness of God. Glory to God. What a great promise. And we can find that promise in Psalm 91. Psalm 91 which is one of the greatest psalms written in the entirety of the Bible when it comes to protection. Here's what David would write in Psalm 91. He says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord is my refuge, even the most high your habitation. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in 
their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall you trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. And these are the words of the Father. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and what? Honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and will show him my salvation. Now, many times people would quote Psalm 91, verse 1 through 3. They would use it on, they would use that many times on a bookmarker or on a nice little portrait to hang up on your wall in your living room or your bedroom a nice little scripture to put on your bible cover or on a notebook or on a t-shirt or on a coffee mug do, but do many people really really believe in that they just say oh it's a nice song but do they really understand the words that is written in there the, the importance of it this scripture is that god doesn't want his people to be fearful so we have to learn to clearly focus on his power and his ability to protect you no matter what. David would say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? The next thing that we can look at is his stretching. The third characteristic is stretching. Now we've realized the first two characteristics, we've looked at disruption, the hovering. Now, thirdly, the stretching, his stretching. You see, when an eagle is about to stretch his wings abroad, and as they're teaching its young ones on how to fly from the nest and soar high in the sky. And here's a beautiful revelation when it comes to it. When it comes to the eagle stretching out his wings abroad as they're teaching the young ones how to fly, it points back to our God. Because God himself reveals his majestic power to us by spreading out his everlasting arms over us. And in fact, about God, he is known as El Olam, the God of everlasting, the God that never changes. Isn't that great to know that our God is everlasting and he does not change? In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 33, in verse 27, it says, The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you and will say, destroy. Let me tell you something about our God. God has no weakness. He has no kryptonite. Think of Superman. Superman, he's a strong man and he can conquer anybody. But when you put kryptonite to him, he makes him weak. But let me tell you something. Our God is greater than Batman, Superman, or the Avengers. Our God is mighty. Our God is strong. He is known as El Elyon, the Most High God. He is known as El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty that shows up mighty and strong on our behalf. Glory to God. In fact, in Colossians 2.15 says, in the Amplified Version, When ye had disarmed the rulers and the authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. In other words, God shows us his strength to defeat our adversary at every turn. He is Jehovah Shabbat, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies, who fights on our behalf. And because he is our commander-in-chief, because he is our general that has never lost a war, 
He brings about a sweet victory in her life, says Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. Glory to God. And then lastly, his carrying. And lastly, when the eagle teaches the young ones to fly, they push them out of the nest and the little ones are like flapping their wings trying to fly and eventually they plunge down into the valley falling. But then all of a sudden, the adult eagle soars downward, saves the little ones, carry it back to its nest, back to safety, and they do the process all over again until the baby eagle learns how to fly on its own. Just like the baby eagle, there will be times in which you will fall, but you will never fail. You will be faced with criticism by those all around you, but don't let criticism or negativity stop you. Begin to take a leap of faith and keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. As the author of the book of Hebrews says, Therefore, since we are so surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every sin, every weight, which does easily be said or distracts us, and let us look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God the Father. In conclusion, I want you to remember that God stirs your place of comfort. He hovers over you and stretches forth his loving arms all around you. He has absolute strength as he leads you to new heights. And also remember that he develops within you his plan and purpose for your life. So take this with you, 2 John in verse 8. Watch over yourselves so that you do not lose what we have accomplished together, but that you may receive a full and perfect reward when he grants rewards to faithful believers. Well, I pray that this podcast has blessed your heart and mind. Tune in next time as we continue to dive deep into the Word of God and as I minister the Word of God to you, and may it bless and challenge your heart and soul and mind. Until next time, this is Pastor Nicole McKnight saying, I love you, the Lord. Take care. Bye.